So, Sarah, what are we talking about today? The final chapter in Saw. Final chat? Aren't we only on the third one? Aren't there like six more of these? A legacy is ended. Legacy? No, like there's they're still making them today. Everything is tied together. What? No, like there's major character introductions in this movie. Welcome to Fearless Films. podcast where two horror movie buffs that would be us break down scary movies for the scaredy cats so they don't have to watch the movie the movie which is followed by more movies <laughs> this very well could have been the end of the trilogy is this one of those slasher things where they're like hey everything stopped but somehow we're gonna make a sequel yeah yep that's <laughs> yep you got it and you're telling me that they didn't even cash in the easy way and make the third Saw movie the 3D film? I know. Just doesn't make any sense. This one is also director Darren Lynn Bozeman. Hey, he's back again. And other than that, I don't have a whole lot of background for you because it's basically <laughs> the same. I just want to check real quickly. Yes, so Saw 3 from 2006 so this was the beginning or i guess the establishment of you're gonna get a saw movie every year yes because the last one was 2005 (laughs) yep and then the next one is 2007 they hold true to that for like the uh until saw 3d so saw 3d is the last one that the seventh movie Yeah. You can't call the not third movie the 3D. It doesn't make any sense. I know, but this one isn't 3D, so that wouldn't make sense. It sh- Maybe it should have been. Maybe it should have been. Can you imagine? Know, this this one these... features home brain surgery, so that it would does. be weird. I was going to say, can you imagine some of those scenes in 3D? Like, maybe not. <laughs> so what made this one stand out and be so exciting at the time? Well, for one, you mentioned the home brain surgery. That scene was not cut at all by the MPAA. I just learned this right before we recorded because I was reading. The makers argued that it's nothing different that they would see, people would see in a medical show. Just cutting somebody's skull open and poking yeah. at their brain. You know, normal stuff. <laughs> some people really like this one. Some people really don't like this one. I like it. Um, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> You like all of these ones. But it's definitely, there's there's no holding back on the gore in this one. Yeah, this one gets crazy. Absolutely. There are parts where I still cringe watching it. Mm, which The pigs. Yeah, the pigs. The pigs are just a step too far. <laughs> yeah. And I will talk about some of the behind the scenes of that, because of course I will. Yep. So, uh, I remember distinctly back in the day when this came out, how the big, all the marketing was, Jigsaw dies. Yep. And everyone was like, what the fuck? 
Because I know a lot of people are like, it's a trick. He's not going to actually die during the movie. And then he fucking dies. He does, in fact, die. He flatlines. <laughs> He's hooked up to a monitor and it flatlines. I would say spoiler warning, but like like I, like we all know, there's like 12 more movies after this one. So it's not like the franchise ended here. Right. <laughs> I do have a fact before we get started, though, about the marketing. Okay. A thousand special posters were made and sold for $20 each in support of the film and the American Red Cross. Tobin Bell, who plays Jigsaw, donated two vials of his own blood to be dumped into the red ink vat. All a thousand posters were then printed with the red ink vat and later sold. Shit, I vaguely remember that. That's, uh, that's creepy. Yep. The first print was put up for auction, signed by the entire cast and crew, and proceeds went to the American Red Cross. Oh, that's nice. I don't know how I feel about people having posters with other people's blood in them. That <laughs> that freaks me out a little bit. I mean, it's a little weird, but it's cool. Meh. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, would you like to get into it? Let's talk about Saw 3. Okay. So we open, we've got some like credits and stuff, and we're hearing... Detective Matthews screaming at Amanda in the Donnie background. Wahlberg. <laughs> this also, by the way, is the second movie that we have him as a detective in a horror movie with a puppet named Billy. Yes, just yes. saying. I think what I think we hell? talked about that last time because yeah, Donnie Wahlberg in Dead Silence and puppets, and you know. Well, I realized it again when I was watching this one. I think that should just be his thing. Every movie he's in should have a puppet somewhere. <laughs> okay so uh where did we last leave the intrepid detective matthews we left him chained in the bathroom from the first movie hooray so he's still chained in the bathroom from the first movie but now he's yelling at amanda so when we finally get a look at him he is realizing that amanda has taken everything he's got like a flashlight he takes his boot off and tries to like throw it over to his gun so he can get his gun realizes his gun's empty it's not gonna do anything tries to saw the chain off because of course he does he ends up as i said in the last episode takes the toilet lid and just decimates his foot oh i didn't want to remember that it's oh complete with sounds and everything and oh boy (laughs) so so far that toilet lid has bashed in zepp's skull (laughs) and now just absolutely disintegrated Detective Matthews' ankle bones. Yes. And which it's is just... All just so that he can break his foot or his ankle or whatever to get out of the chain. Slides it right through that circular metal chain and he's free. Yep. <laughs> and then we get our title card. We then come to the SWAT team, including Rig. Hey, Rig's back. <laughs> At a crime scene. It looks like there's been an explosion. There's body parts everywhere. They're in a classroom, by the way. Okay. Is it a warehouse <laughs> that was made up to look like a classroom? Or no, it's, this a, actually it's a, in a I'm pretty sure it's an actual classroom. How did he pull this off? <laughs> this trap is called the classroom trap. Makes sense. So this man whose name escapes me because I didn't write it down. I mean, what? Op- uh, opening victim person? Yeah. It doesn't matter. We never need Troy. to know their His names. His name is Troy. <laughs> Troy, okay. So he wakes up, all he has on is his boxers, and he is chained to the room. 
And when I say chained to the room, I mean there are chains going through pieces of his skin. He's got um, some chains in his sides. He's got some on his arms. He's got one going through his lower jaw. He's... Oh, that one's the worst. Why you gotta keep reminding me of the things in this movie? Because <laughs> we're reviewing the movie, Pete. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't need to remember that. He's also got, I can't remember if it's one or two through his Achilles. Uh, I think, yeah, I think that also was part of it. Yeah, that, I just can't remember if it's both Achilles or only one. Either way, that, I have a thing with, like, feet, and I, I can't. I had an issue with this part. Um, anywho. So, it's something about, you know, this room is just bigger than the room that you spent your life in, despise, excuse me, despite all of the advantages you were given at birth. You're in and out of jail, blah blah your chains, bloody blah Um yeah, Jigsaw's the... <laughs> getting judgy again. <laughs> the point is he has to rip all of these chains out before the bomb, the homemade bomb goes off. Which is like, we've reached a new extreme with Jigsaw traps. Like, a lot of them are just like, oh, if you fail, you're stuck in this room forever. But this one's just like, I'm just gonna blow you up. And dude's got a minute and a half to do this, okay? See, that's not enough time to psych yourself up for what he needs to do. Here's my other thing with this. This guy <laughs> is probably the one who gets the furthest in his trap before failing. Mm. And it makes it that much more heartbreaking. <laughs> he gets all of those chains out except for the one in his lower jaw. Well, I mean, how the fuck? That one seems like, is a person even strong enough to do that? I don't know. It's not fair. I guess originally the the writers or whatever wanted him hanging from the ceiling from meat hooks, but then realized it would be completely impossible to escape, so they switched it to the chains on the floor. Hey, spoiler, uh, that does show up later in the franchise. It does. <laughs> <laughs> and I believe they lampshade it by that whole thing you just said about how, wait, that doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho. Rig is like, you gotta call Carrie. She, he knows right away that it's a jigsaw trap. Detect Detective Carrie is, is it Matthews? Is it Matthews? And one of the other detectives who we haven't technically gotten introduced to yet, but believe me, he's a big part of the rest of the series, mm -hmm. says it's not, it's not Detective Matthews. Um, and Rig's like, Detective Matthews is a missing persons case, not a homicide case. Because Carrie feels extreme guilt for the fact that he got taken. Yeah. Which, like, no, it's entirely Detective Matthews' own fault. He was the one who ran off but fucking okay. crazy faced. She's like, I gotta get my son! <laughs> <laughs> and then Carrie's talking to him. She's like, well, how'd you guys get in here? She, they're like, oh, we, we cut down the door. And she goes, no. Like, how'd you guys get in here? Why are you here? And he was like, someone called and said there was an explosion and then we came in. He goes, no. Why did you have to cut down the door? And Rick says, well, it was welded shut. And she goes, the point of a jigsaw trap is to be able to leave. Dun, dun, dun. This does not seem like an actual jigsaw trap. How could he leave if the door was welded shut? So then we get um, cut to a scene of Detective Carrie at home. She's she's in the bath, very clearly seems very exhausted. Um she also has a glass of wine, which this is just a me thing. The glass of wine is, like, behind her in the bath. It's on a table behind her. Not a good place for your wine to be. Just saying. You can't reach that. You can't do an over-the-head <laughs> glass grab. You're gonna <laughs> spill it all over the tub. I was like, what are you doing? Anywho, gets out of the bath, gets on her PJs, whatever. 
and she's watching the tape from the crime scene because they somehow got the tape of Billy the Puppet talking to Troy out clean. Despite the massive explosion. Yes. So she's watching the tape, and she looks down, when she looks back up, the video has changed. And she's hitting some buttons on her um, her remote, and it's not doing anything, and then she gets up to go see what's up on the TV and realizes that she's on the screen. This was a good reveal. I remember this. And then she waves her hand a couple times and realizes that it's a live feed of her, and that whatever is recording her is in her closet. So she... Runs out of the house immediately? No. Why? <laughs> she picks up her gun and shoots into the closet. Oh, well, actually, you know what? That's a good number, too. <laughs> That's fine. I'm, I'm okay with that. And then after not hearing any reaction, I guess, goes into the closet, kind of, like, hits the door open and is trying to find where the camera is, and then we get a shot of her from the camera and jumped by the guy in the pig mask. We actually well, don't know who's in the pig mask, but I will always say the guy in the pig mask. I mean, that's fair. And then, Detective Carrie wakes up on a trap. God dang it. I like this character. Well, I, to be I like this actress, and I always enjoy her when she pops up and stuff, so it's- this- I don't- this sucks. Uh, it does. <laughs> it really does. So she is- essentially, it's like the jigsaw version of a blood eagle. Yeah. <laughs> this is called the angel trap. There are these metal things, I guess, um, attached to her ribs. And if she doesn't get the key in time and undo the padlock, they're going to open up and kill her and pull her ribs out. Yeah. I'm not going to explain what a blood eagle is. Y'all can look it up. But it's <laughs> not too different. Well, I mean, we're going to find out in a second. So the only way to get the key is to reach into the vat of acid that's next to her. Which, yes. if she doesn't reach in quick enough, it's going to dissolve the key. Whole big thing. Yep. Now, this is where you realize that some shit's happening. So she, a couple, has to put her hands into the vat a couple times, but she gets the key and unlocks the padlock, and nothing lets go. She's still trapped in the contraption. Nothing is letting go. And then we see, like, the bottom two-thirds of somebody start to walk into the room. It's not revealed to be Amanda, but it's very clearly Amanda. <laughs> Mystery feminine legs. <laughs> like... Very clearly, Amanda. Who we already know from the last movie is the secret apprentice. Yes. And Carrie looks at her and has this, like, revelation, like, oh, it's you. Like, because she had this theory that, like, it, maybe it's not just Jigsaw anymore. And right after she has that revelation, she puts her hands up to hold the chains and the whole thing opens up and takes her ribs in. Yeah. I Sad face. I guess the way that the ribs come out on the mechanism, it's supposed to look like angel wings, and that's why it's called the angel trap. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's it's whatever. It's very loosey-goosey. <laughs> we then cut to a whole new person, Dr. Lin, who is with a man. They're not really... They seem like they should have a talk about something, but they're not. <laughs> um, Just bottling up their feelings. Yep, and she's saying, you know, I have to... I have to go into work and everything. And he kind of is like, Lynn, could you like talk to me for five minutes? And she's like, what do you want from me? And he says, a divorce. And that's all we get. Their relationship is on the rocks. <laughs> Dr. Lynn is then in the hospital. She's in the locker room. They're paging her 
but she's not getting up. One of her nursing staff has to come in and be like, Lynn, like, we need you. Get your shit together, Lynn. She's extremely zoned out. We watched her put a chest tube in a trauma patient, and then- No, 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 no. What? That happened to me. I got a chest tube put in me once. I don't like it. Oh, okay! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry! Of all the things in this movie, oh, I forgot about that. I probably blocked that. It's not a fun experience if you're awake for it. It doesn't seem it. They push it between your ribs, and you can feel that. <laughs> so she does that. The nurse pulls her aside. Liz, like, what the hell is wrong with you? And Dr. Lynn just kind of whatevers and goes back to the locker room. At what seems to be the end of her shift, I guess... Um, she's getting her bag and stuff to go, and she goes to open the door to leave, and it's locked. So she's like, hello, is anyone there? Like, I'm stuck. And is in the middle of trying to call someone, and jumped by the guy in the pig mask. Pig mask. We then see, in a whole different scene, a hooded figure with a bag, like they had gone to do errands or whatever, in a factory, a warehouse, another abandoned place, I don't know. One of the 30 warehouses yes. that Jigsaw owns. <laughs> This figure is turning on some monitors. We see that Dr. Lin is tied to a wheelchair. The figure is revealed to be Amanda. Shocker. Yep. She then wheels Dr. Lin into Jigsaw's room. They have a whole, like, kind of hospital setup in the warehouse for him. And, uh, he's on his last legs, right? Absolutely. He's not doing well. But they have, like, one of the hospital beds that adjusts. They've got the tables next to him. They've got... A plethora of pill bottles. I don't know where she got any of those. <laughs> Whatever. They give Dr. Lin his file, and they're asking her, like, in your expert opinion, how long does he have left? And she's like, what the fuck am I doing here? <laughs> yeah, eventually she's like, not long, like, there's no preventative treatment for what you have. And Jigsaw says... Yeah, I remember you saying that in almost exactly the same tone when I was diagnosed. Oh, shit. Jig Jigsaw once again yelling at medical professionals. Yeah, he doesn't like how, like, cold they are, but, like, with all the stuff they have to go through and all the patients they have to give bad news to, you kind of have to be to get over it. Just saying. Motherfucker, you get your warmth from the nurses, not from the doctors. Jesus. Yes. <laughs> Everybody knows this. So asking how long he has left, she says, not long. And then the shotgun collar is placed on Lynn. Oh, she don't get to leave. <laughs> this is a homemade device of Amanda's. We learn later in the movie that she mo she made it. And it's not so much a collar. It's kind of like around her, her sternum and her shoulders kind of thing. Connects in the back of her neck. With, it's a big contraption. With sh shotguns, shotgun shells on it. And little triggers that Amanda pulls back as she's putting them on. They're all pointed at her head, right? Yep. <laughs> Amanda explains that the collar is linked to Jigsaw's heart rate monitor, and if the heart rate monitor flatlines, the collar goes off. She fucked. Yeah. <laughs> Amanda also explains that there's another test subject on those monitors, and what Lynn has to do is keep Jigsaw alive long enough for the other test subject to finish his trials. Which, like, okay. No pressure. And in person this time, Jigsaw does the whole, I want to play a game. Sickly bedridden Jigsaw. Yes. I want to play a game. Yes. <laughs> we then cut to a 
guy in a crate, like up on a forklift in a crate. <laughs> I forgot that this is how he's introduced. This is this is Jeff. Fucking, fucking Jeff. Jeff. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he does end up breaking out of the crate. He's like freaking out a little bit and kind of rocks side to side and it falls off and whole thing. He finds his tape and says that um, we learned that his his son was killed, was hit and struck by a driver, and the driver, according to Jeff, did not serve the justice that should have been served, and he has had been ruled by vengeance ever since. Yeah. And says that he's going to have to endure his own trials, and can he put his vengeance aside? Yeah, stop being so mad, Jeff. He's got two hours to do it, or the doors will shut, locking him in. See, now we're back to the just, you're locked in a place, that's it. <laughs> we now have a flashback. We see Jeff, this is right before he ended up in the the shipping container. He's in the mirror, he's very clearly intoxicated, but he's also acting like he's talking to the person that hit his son and pointing his revolver at his reflection in the mirror, like, do you know who I am, you motherfucker, blah blah blah. Oh, he's doing the practice my speech before I take vengeance exactly. on the blah, blah, blah. And yeah. he's in his dead son's room, and then he notices that there's a stuffed animal missing, and goes into his daughter's room, wakes her up, and is like, where is it? Where is it? How many uh, times do I have to tell you not to touch anything in his room? This poor girl. And then she, eventually we see him just kind of sitting on the bed, and he's holding one of his son's shirts, and she goes in and says, like, I'm sorry. I just wanted something to sleep with. I won't touch his stuff again. I'm going to go get ready for school, which tells isn't me. She, isn't she like seven? She's little. Yeah, she's small. She's like a small child. Yes. And he's just like, don't you touch his stuff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Stupid Jeff. And she's like, I'm going to go get ready for school, which tells me that Jeff has been up and drunk all night. Yep. While in the charge of a child. Yep. At one point, he says to her, what do you think mom would say if she saw us like this? Uh, saw you like this, dad. Yeah. And then jumped by the guy in the pig mask. And that's how we got where we are today. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> so we also see that as he's going down the hallways or the route that he's supposed to take, he's got these boxes with notes in them. This particular box has a key in it, and it says use the key to open the door. It doesn't tell him what door. But on the back of the note, there's a picture of him that's been clearly ripped from another picture. Oh. After looking over Jigsaw's file more, Lynn says that he needs to go to the hospital. He needs an operation to decompress his brain. Like, it's putting too much pressure on his skull. Amanda goes a little too hard and gets really defensive... Um, and, like, tries to, like, like tries to choke Lynn against the wall, and Jigsaw's not fucking having it. And is like, Amanda, like, we have rules to follow. We need to follow them. Calm your shit. Yes. <laughs> Jigsaw then has a seizure, and it's very clear that Amanda is extremely thrown off. And traumatized by this because Lynn needs her to hold him down and she's terrified. And then during the scene, Lynn's like, do you have Ativan? She's like, no, of all things, you don't have Ativan. You have a whole freaking plethora of bottles. You don't have Ativan. You guys own 18 warehouses and not one of them has Ativan in it. <laughs> I don't understand. 
But, like, he gets through it. He's good. Amanda busts out of the room. Lynn follows her and was like, was that enough to convince you? Like, we need to go to the hospital. He needs an operation. And Amanda says, okay, okay, but we're going to do it here. She's like, I don't have what I need to do it here. And Amanda's like, well, what do you need? And just decides that she's going to go pick it up. So now we're doing brain surgery, I guess. Hell yeah. Home brain surgery. (laughs) We then cut back to Jeff. We watch him go through the door. He's in... Oh, you know what? This is an old, um, but not a butchery, slaughterhouse. It's an old slaughterhouse. That's what it is. Right. Yes. I always forget that until I get to this part of the movie. Um, he's in (laughs) basically a big freezer room, like where they would hang up the bodies of the cows after they got cut. Right. Yeah. And there is a nude woman in front of him, hung up in front of the ceiling. We learn from the tape that she was a witness to the car accident, but didn't appear in court. Oh shit. So he is extremely pissed off at her. He this is this is literally the easiest part of the whole thing and I'm so mad at Jeff. I think this one is the most egregious of the whole movie, yeah. All Jeff has <laughs> to do, and yes, I'm saying all he has to do. I understand he's in a jigsaw trap. Hear me out. <laughs> he has to reach through these freezer pipes and grab a key. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Would which like there's he makes this whole big when he finally starts doing it because I remember he 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 hems and haws for like ten minutes. Mm-hmm. But when he finally starts doing it, he's just like it's freezing cold. It's like yeah, if you move fast, you won't be fucking frozen. Like just right. move. <laughs> so every I don't know minute thirty seconds once this trap starts, this woman is getting pelted with water that's going to immediately freeze. Yeah, this seems. I mean, all of Jigsaw's traps are very cruel, but, like, this woman, like, it feels like he has a vendetta against her. I know. And she just looks so uncomfortable, which, obviously, there is a reason, by the way, that she's nude. Originally, she was supposed to be in, like, panties and a shirt, but they thought that the water getting on the shirt would be, like, a tight t-shirt thing, and it was gonna get too sexual, and that's not what it was about. That's, I mean, that's oddly pretty good reasoning there actually right? okay. <laughs> it's not titillating if she's just naked from the start it's just like oh god like this feels wrong yeah so jeff eventually does like come to his senses and try to get the key but he's reaching and he can't quite reach it and he has to put his cheek against the pipe which then you know freezes his skin to the pipe and he rips off part of his cheek however dude's wearing a rope why didn't you put the robe up between your cheek and the pipe what are you doing Dude, that's like every fucking scene in this movie with Jeff. It's like, just do the simple thing, Jeff. <laughs> like, I don't. And then by the time he gets to, gets back to her and everything, everything is frozen. Yeah, she's, it's too late. She's dead, right? She doesn't make it. Yep. He comes out of the room. We find another box with another note. There's a picture of his son now that goes with the other picture. And there's a bullet in there. And the note says, one bullet can end it all. That's ominous. Amanda updates Jigsaw and says, you know, the woman didn't make it. He's through the first trial, but the woman didn't make it. And she looks, like, actually very concerned about this, which is confusing to me. Like, she's very upset that the woman has been killed. Hmm. Like, you're- wor- The plot thickens. Yeah, right. Lynn is looking through the collection, I guess you would say, of, like, trap memorabilia- 
I just all their stuff sitting out on tables, and she's looking at it. Why not? And then Amanda comes and does her threatening thing, and she's like, I know it's hard to focus with so much stuff that you could try to kill me with. Take this, for instance, and just starts, like, doing her thing, and then is talking about the reverse bear trap, which is the trap that Amanda was in in the first one and got out of. And we get a flashback of Amanda in the trap and getting out of her going home after being interrogated. And Jigsaw's just, like, in her room, like, hey, you're gonna help me. And she's like, yeah, right. We also see, in the flashback, Jigsaw painting Billy. Aw. Which I thought was kind of (laughs) cool. And then we see different flashes of Amanda, like, getting ready to be in the house and everything. And being, like, really seeing, like, how much she's been a part of it. She's really been a part of it since, like, the day she got out of her trap damn she she got converted real quick yes and now they're going to set up for the operation we're going to cut back to jeff now stupid jeff he's going to go through another door and this is the pig vet the grossest thing in a saw movie (laughs) which is saying a lot it is so it's literally a huge vat the we come to know the judge from the case is in it and there's a collar around his neck that's locked to it that's on the floor so he's like locked to the floor laying down and it's one of those things where when jeff closed the door there's a string and it starts the timer and everything starts at the same time god he jigsaw loves to do that it's like ah you enter the room gotcha it's like what (laughs) come on man and there are literally pig carcasses being dropped into um what would you call that a meat grinder thank you a meat grinder and then the gross stuff afterwards is being thrown onto the judge so if jeff doesn't get him out of there the judge is going to drown in pig yuck yeah it's really fucking gross (laughs) and for jeff to get the key to unlock the judge he has to press the button which is going to incinerate a bunch of his son's stuffed animals which we know how he feels about those goddamn stuffed animals this is one of the only ones i understand him having a hard time doing because, yeah, like, this one makes sense. That's sentimental and something that's a part of his son that he has to get rid of. I get the taking your time. Okay, whatever. And, and this isn't a dude he's happy with. No, so. exactly. <laughs> and the judge the whole time is like, I'm so sorry, we can talk, there's stuff we can do, blah, blah, blah. And Jeff's just having a whole thing. He's yelling and crying and freaking out. The pig carcasses were made out of foam rubber and latex, but... No, but... They were feel- filled with live disinfected magnet- maggots. That's super gross. Tobin Bell says that of all the traps in the series, this one is his favorite. Sick fuck. Um, And then before figuring out this final version of the pig vat, the creators and writers went through two different versions. One of them had the judge suspended above a meat grinder, and um, as he was lowered down into it, Jeff would have to dive into the pig yuck to retrieve the key. And then it was changed again. Until it resembled their final version, the exception that Jeff originally was not going to have to burn his son's possessions, but just step down into the silo to free the judge. That's not as exciting. Yeah. Lee Winnell saying that the reason for doing the final with the burning and the stepping into it was that just going into the pig guts was kind of akin to like fear factor, where having to burn his son's possessions was more of an emotional conflict. 
Which, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. It's good. I mean, it's still fucking... We still kept the gross part, though. It's disgusting. <laughs> also, like, I don't care if they're disinfected. I don't want the maggots. I'm good. <laughs> I'm upset. So now we're gonna go to the procedure. Dr. Lin is... <laughs> using... She says something about, like, I have the tools to cut a man open. I don't have, like, what I need to save a life or whatever to Amanda. Because Amanda's like, you got everything? Yeah, sure. So she literally cuts open, cuts his skin, makes a flap, puts it down, cuts a square into his skull, and removes part of the skull, and then cuts... This is where I have another issue, okay? With um, technical things. Cuts the blood-brain barrier, which then lets a bunch of blood into the brain. Blood is toxic to your brain. (laughs) <laughs> okay the blood brain barrier is there for a reason like this is not this is not something where you can be like oh got some blood in there like that's not anywho basically but other than that <laughs> cuts a hole in his skull we see amanda has a whole bunch of issues watching this which i think just has to do with the fact that it's jigsaw being hurt yeah, she, she's like super protective of him super protective she uh she seems to have bonded to Jigsaw like like a whole lot. Yes. We then get another flashback, more showing us that Amanda's been involved from the beginning. We hear Jigsaw talking about how Amanda's got like the drive, but her emotions get in her way. We're seeing Amanda um like she was the one that jumped Adam originally in the pig mask. She got him there, she like set him up and everything. We see her afterwards, kind of, like, trying to help Adam again. She's like, I'm gonna help you, I'm gonna help you, I'm gonna free you, and then she fucking kills him. So he didn't die from the trap, he died from her. Yeah, that was a fucking kick in the nuts. Is just revealed that, like, oh yeah, she just puts a bag over his head and fucking kills him. <laughs> and then, trigger warning, we do see Amanda self-harm. Oh yeah. But she's got a whole fucking kit, she's got, like, gauze and alcohol and it's a whole fucking thing and she lays it all out and it's all nice and neat and then gets upset and goes and grabs a knife from the sink like that's not clean i hmm. anyhow not the point we then go back to jeff and now the judge hey he gets a box with a note i don't remember what the note says i didn't write it down but he then gets an empty magazine that like you put the bullet in not like a paper magazine and he now has the part of the ripped up picture with his daughter in it. You know, that child, that other child you had this whole time, Jeff. Yeah. That you neglected. Yeah. This trap that we're walking into now is called the rack. The person in this trap is the driver of the car that hit Jeff's son. And the whole... This is the, this is the big one. The whole point is, you know, can you forgive him? Blah, blah, blah. And he is... I find this one hard to explain for some reason. He's strapped in. Like, his arms and legs and head are strapped in. And once the trap starts, things start to twist until they're very, very broken. And it's all one at a time. Each one of his limbs, one by one, and then the final one is going to be his His head. head. Yes. So, what he has to do to get the key to unlock it is he's supposed to pull the key out of a box but in the key is attached to the trigger mechanism for a gun in the box so basically jeff needs to shoot himself to free the guy 
I remember having all kinds of problems with this one the first time I saw it. Which, like, how are you going to do that the right way to not kill yourself? Because then, like, what if you're the only one there? How's he going to get the key if you're dead from a gunshot? Just... I mean, it's just like the the whole mechanics of this whole thing is stupid. It's like you got to reach into this box and the gun's pointing out of the box at you. And when you pull the key, it's going to pull the trigger. And it's just like Jigsaw, either you want him to fucking die yep. or this is doable without getting shot, which should take, if that's the case, it should take five seconds to figure out how to do it, exactly. which is sort of like you grab it, you pull it as tight as it'll go before the trigger goes off. And then you, like, lean yourself away from the opening of the box, and then you pull it the rest of the way. Right, which, like, in my head, is like, that's what we're doing, right? No. Yeah, this this shouldn't be hard if it is doable. So, Jeff is going on another fucking monologue. About how every day I've wanted to kill you. Alright. Meanwhile, <laughs> the judge is trying to figure some shit out here. He pulls this poor, this poor extra dude's just like, uh, why am I here? <laughs> he pulls a little bit on the string that the key's attached to and sees the trigger move, and he's like, oh, fuck. He's also trying really hard to, but very much fails to, like, stop the parts of the trap from twisting. Jeff eventually does get the key. He reaches in, and instead of pulling, he realizes that it's on, like, the ring that it's on is screwed into, so he unscrews the ring and takes the key out. Hey. And he goes to, like, turn to the judge and be like, I got the key and let's go of the string. And then the gun shoots the judge in the head. Yeah, this this scene was so, like, I like this movie, but that moment, I'm just like, I guess we just needed to get rid of that character. That's exactly what it was. Because isn't he just, like, walking by, like, he just happens to be in front of it at that moment? Yeah. No, he's trying to help the guy. Oh, right. that he's standing right in front of the guy on the rack. Oh, yeah, because it's also, like, pointed vaguely in mm -hmm. that guy's direction. Yeah, it's just whatever. It's just the writers being like, we don't know how else to get rid of this character, so I guess he's gonna get shot. Yeah, so we see that, and then we see the guy- I'm not good at remembering names today. The guy in the trap, his head starts to turn. And, Tim. like, right before he dies, Jeff's like, I forgive you, I forgive you. That's doing a whole lot now, Jeff, thank you. Super fucking helpful, Jeff. <laughs> We then go back to Jigsaw talking about Lynn, talking to Lynn, sorry, talking about, like, her husband, and she's like, what about this, what about this, and he's she's getting very annoyed that he's asking her about her life. He then, something along the lines asks, like, what she thinks of him, and he's like, she's like, you're a monster, you're a murderer, and he says, I don't condone murder, and I despise murderers. Okay, Jigsaw. <laughs> um, okay. Somewhere... In this conversation, Amanda comes in and Jigsaw's like, you can leave Amanda, we don't need you. And she gets very upset at this. Oh, that's the other thing I forgot. When he was having his seizure, when he came out of it, was it the seizure? He's flatlining at some point. I don't remember where in the movie it is. Yeah, I think he does seize up at one point. I think after, because he seizes again after the surgery, doesn't he? Yeah, I think you're right. Anywho, yeah. during that, we're also seeing flashes in his mind of who we will learn was his wife. So when he comes out of it and Lynn is standing there, he's still in his head is seeing his wife. So he like grabs her arm and says, I love you. And Amanda sees this and has a whole fucking thing. Yeah. Amanda's just full of emotions in this movie. <laughs> Amanda was told earlier by Jigsaw that there's, there's a note in this drawer in the desk with your name on it. It's for you or whatever. She finds the envelope. She gets very upset over it. We don't get to know the contents. 
Jigsaw is then still talking to Lin and just casually pouring a melted candle over what looks like a tape. We don't learn what that means until later on as well. Oh yeah, the weird mystery tape. Meanwhile, Jeff is still following his path that he needs. Amanda comes in and says, you know, he got through the third trap and Jigsaw says, okay, like Lin, you're free to go. And Amanda refuses. She's like, no, he's not, he's not all the way out yet. Jigsaw's like I said to let her go, like we're done. And Amanda refuses and now Amanda has the gun and she's pointing it at Lin and he's like, you shouldn't, don't do that. She's like, why is she so important to you? And he goes, he's, she's not, she's important to you. Uh Like you just don't know that yet. We then get a flashback of Detective Matthews hobbling through the halls. Hey, Detective Matthews. He's like trying to stand on the broken foot and I, mm -mm. yeah, that's a fun moment. And he's yelling and he's like pretty close behind Amanda in the hallway and she hides so that he can go by her. And then she's, she's behind him and finds him and they get into a physical altercation and she kind of like beats him up a bit and then goes to leave. And he starts yelling at her. You're not jigsaw bitch. So then she comes back. Uh Oh, and she, Amanda says that she essentially alludes to the fact that she killed him or whatever. And Jigsaw's like, Jigsaw's like, you left him for dead and I cleaned up your mess. And like telling her that like, she's been like a little out of control. Her emotions are getting too far. Like she's not sticking with the mission. Meanwhile, Jeff is still walking through the halls. We get like interspersed flashes. He then finds another box with a note and a gun, puts the whole gun together, gets the... The last part of the picture that we don't get to see quite yet. And he stumbles into the rooms that we've been seeing the rest of the cast in the rest of the time. So this trap was connected to where Jigsaw's room is and everything else. Amanda shoots Lynn. Lynn falls into Jeff's arms. Jeff then shoots Amanda. And Jigsaw says, you just killed Jeff's wife. Dun, dun, dun. She wasn't married to that guy at the beginning. It was a trick. No, it was an affair, and he wanted a divorce, her to get a divorce so that they could actually be together. Yes. Which, in this moment of revelation, makes perfect sense because, you know, she's married to Jeff. Yes, but also they've been through a major (laughs) trauma, and usually a lot of couples break up after that. Jigsaw, while Amanda is dying, reveals that this whole thing was Amanda's test, We get flashbacks to the beginning where he says, I want to play a game. He's looking directly at Amanda. He's saying, like, can you follow the rules and grant someone their life Um, and all this stuff. And is saying that Amanda didn't test anybody's will to live, which is the mission. She just killed them. And then we see um, her. We again see her kill Adam. We get the reveal that she's the one walking in on Carrie in the beginning. Oh, shit. And then it, it's made clear to us that the classroom scene was Amanda's doing, not Jigsaw's. Gotta give him a chance to escape, Amanda. You can't just be murdering people. He don't like murderers. Yeah. Jigsaw then says that he's going to give Jeff a final test to not exact revenge on Jigsaw. And keeps saying, like, I'm like I'm the reason your child is dead. Your test is to not exact any revenge on me. Jeff says he forgives Jigsaw and then kills him with a fucking power saw? Yeah. Just slices his throat open. Jigsaw dies. The shotgun collar 
like as he's his um, heart rate's going down, the shotgun collar's starting to beep, beep, beep. And Jeff is still talking to him, and Jeff Jigsaw's like, your wife is dying. <laughs> Jeff doesn't care. Jeff's a fucking idiot. <laughs> your wife is dying. And then, right before the shotgun collar goes off with Jigsaw's last breath, he pulls out a tape player and hits the play button. Shotgun collar goes off. The button is the tape saying, you know, if you're hearing this, this is what's happened. I said I was responsible for your child's death. You've just killed the only person who knows where your daughter is. Like, she's got a limited supply of air. No one knows where she is now. You're not going to find her. You stupid son of a bitch. And then the doors close, and they lock, and then we have our credits. And Jeff's all like, no! Yeah, well... he's a fucking idiot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, not for nothing, I also would have instinctively just shot Amanda. I mean, yeah, that was a whole fucked up situation. Been like, Amanda listen, was also a big idiot in this movie. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot we see. Um, we also see her, like, very just, like, casually toss the key on top of Adam's body in the bathtub in the first movie. Uh, yep. Yep. Which, Which I don't think was actually Jigsaw's plan. I think the plan was actually for it to be able to be seen by Adam. Yeah, I'm kind of like that of this whole franchise. That's what's puzzled me the most after the big revelation in three that she sort of just like threw the key in there and that's what caused it to go down the drain. Yeah. What was Jigsaw's intention was like the because if the key was just supposed to be in his pocket, he would have found it in 10 seconds because the first thing him and the and Dr. Gordon do when they wake up is check their pockets. Right. So I'm like, was it supposed to be in the tub, like, underneath him? So, like, he gets up, he gets out of the tub, and then he doesn't know, like, he doesn't know it's there unless he looks back in the tub or something? Yeah. Where was the key supposed to be? She also put Adam in the tub, and I'm wondering if, when he woke up and moved, if he wasn't actually supposed to pull the plug out, which is what happened and the key went down the drain. Yeah, it's very weird. I really want to know... I want to know what was in the writer's brains. Like, what was supposed to have happened there? Because the key has a light on it so that you can see it. So I don't think it was supposed to go down the drain. Yeah. I don't think the plug was supposed to get pulled. Or maybe even the key was supposed to be hidden in the room somewhere? Because there was a lot of fucking puzzles yeah, in that was. room. We'll never know. A couple other facts for you before we talk numbers and stuff. The teaser trailer for this film was placed in front of the film The Descent. Hey! <laughs> the trailer was then bootlegged shortly after and then published online. That's exciting. <laughs> also, the producers of this film asked the producers of Scary Movie 4 if they could use their bathroom set for it because it was an exact replica of the sets used in Saw and Saw 2. <laughs> and then this, that's the set that they ended up using. Hey, the Scary Movie films were good for something after all. Kind of. <laughs> kind of. So yeah, what'd you think? I mean, you've seen it, but what'd you think? Um, I overall I do still like three. It's just it's the beginning of where I turn on the franchise. I wanted to see a franchise of Jigsaw doing Jigsaw stuff. Yeah, but it's at this point it becomes about just secret apprentices who just murder people and don't actually want them to escape from the traps because as much as jigsaw's a fucking asshole with a, you know a fucking complex and he's got his head up his own ass it's at least interesting what his 
modus operandi is. Like, he wants them to get out of the traps. Right, he's trying to test their will to live. Yeah. Because they're not appreciating their life. Then it just becomes a fucking slasher franchise after this one, so. But it's still good. It's still very good. I'm just, I want that alternate universe version where it's Jigsaw the whole time. Oh, absolutely. And we get, like, flashes of, like, his early work and stuff, which is nice, but... I mean, yeah, as we were joking about earlier, and for listeners who haven't watched any of the Saw movies, they somehow work Tobin Bell into every single fucking Saw movie, even though he's dead, dead, dead in the third one. (laughs) They also work Amanda into a good chunk of them as well. Oh, yeah. This is a franchise that loves its flashbacks. Which is fine, because I like Tobin Bell. However. He needs to be in more things. (laughs) I... Would not have been upset if they had ended it here and they just had a trilogy. It really feels like that's what it could have been. Um, because... Everyone's fucking dead at the end of this movie. Because <laughs> you have enough in your brain that you're like, alright, well he was diagnosed with cancer, he tried to kill himself, realized how much he appreciated his life, realized how much people took their lives for granted, started to do this. Like, you have enough of a backstory to be like, yeah, right. Yeah. And then they did some shit. I, mm. Let me give you some numbers. So, the budget for this movie was $10 million. Box office is $164.9 million. That is a pretty good profit. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they did a lot. This is, I think, one of the highest grossing Saw movies. As for reactions, <laughs> this has a 30% on the tomato meter. Oh, oh my. But a 71% audience score. Horror fans know what they want to see. Yeah. <laughs> this might be one of my favorite ones. I'm not sure why. I think it's just because of the like the twists and stuff at the end. Uh, I mean, yeah, it has a lot of good classic moments and... The traps are pretty brutal, too. They are. I watched this with um, my boyfriend, who's been on the podcast before, but I was watching this with him to review it, and he was like, I really want to know what goes through the minds of the people who write these. (laughs) And my thought was, I'm wondering if they're using some of their biggest fears and going off of that and making a trap out of it. Uh, That would make sense to me. A lot of this stuff is very much like a... You know, shit you wouldn't want to happen to you but can't help thinking about. Yeah. Or, like, using that as an idea and then going off of it. Like, the first one, the freezer room, like, somebody could have, like, had a fear of hypothermia. Like, the second one, somebody could have had a fear of drowning. The third one, somebody could have had a fear of broken bones. And they Mm -hmm. just, like, played off of that. Anywho. Let's look at a couple reviews. So, Rob from Projection Booth, who did not like the movie... Says, face your fears. A lesson worthy of praise if the filming film preaching them weren't so completely full of shit. <laughs> Which, yeah, because Jigsaw is not the one making the traps anymore, dude. I know. Like... That's kind of the point of the movie. <laughs> um, and then... <laughs> Sorry to hit a sore nerve, Pete. Steve Newton from Georgia Strait says... Saying that the newest Saw movie is better than the last one is a bit like saying that your latest Root Canal was better than your last one. God dang it. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I have tooth surgery coming up. (laughs) 
Uh, Pete previously asked me how much money I would accept to take a tooth out of his head, and I said I'd put him in a saw trap instead, so. Yeah, that's not going to end well for either of us, according to this movie. (laughs) We then have some positive reviews. Felix from Cinema Crazed says, The power of Saw 3 lies not in the gore, torture, or tension, but in the relationship between Amanda and Jigsaw, which I agree with. The entire movie is based on their relationship. I mean, yeah, that is the better parts of the movie, because the other half of the movie is just stupid fucking Jeff. hmm Who, like, he has, he's living a very, like, a situation you can be sympathetic to, but he himself is so frustratingly unsympathetic. Yep. <laughs> and then one review that I very much appreciate, Kevin Carr from 7M Pictures says... If you don't know by now what you're getting into when you see a movie from the Saw series, you deserve to be offended. <laughs> That's a very good point. Like, <laughs> all the people are like, this movie's just a gore fest. It's like, did yeah. yes? I mean, <laughs> that's kind of how it's been building up since the first one was pretty tame, but two got, took it up a notch, and this one took it up another notch, as sequels are wont to do. They continue to take it up a notch. The only one that really pisses me off in the whole series is Saw 3D because you watch it and you're like, that was very clearly made for 3D. And I hate that. <laughs> Things are flying at you and you're like, really? I mean, you can't not do that in a 3D movie. I know. I mean, I saw it in 3D <laughs> in the theaters, but like, yeah. So real quick, uh, jumping back to numbers for a second, I was looking something up just now. Yes. And you guessed correctly, Saw 3, unadjusted for inflation, or, uh, but I don't think it would matter, is the highest grossing worldwide uh, Saw film. I thought I read that somewhere. Yeah. Uh, nothing so far has topped that number of $164 million. Um, Most of the movies after it have just been a steady decline. Although, like, Saw 6 was... Uh, a low point, second lowest for the franchise, but then it ticked right back up a lot for Saw 3D. Huh. And then it went down again. No. <laughs> also, if I'm looking at this correctly, uh, judging by the different score websites, Saw 2 is the highest cinema score in the Saw franchise. Ah. Which is interesting, because Saw 1, I think, is the best movie overall. I agree. But on Rotten Tomatoes, Saw 1 has the highest rating. Yeah. Also, fun fact, while I was looking this up, uh, somebody on this page I'm looking at compiled all of the horror franchises into highest grossing. Oh. And Saw comes in fifth place. Ha-ha. Halloween is number one, because of course, of course. it is. Cause the, I think that's just sheer number of movies. Like, yeah. <laughs> they just keep fucking making those Halloween movies. Uh, Friday the 13th is in second place. Nightmare on Elm Street is third, and Scream is fourth, with, uh, you know, then Saw is fifth, and it's followed by the Texas Chainsaw Massacre and the Child's Play series. Huh. So, I mean, those are all about what I would expect. Yeah. That, that list makes sense. It's fantastic. I have stumbled upon a chart of the characters in the Saw movies and what movies they're in, and I, my head hurts. holy that's a fun thing to try to follow wow um what did you learn pete decisiveness is the key to victory (laughs) in all things (laughs) you need to learn how to in the moment suppress your emotions when confronted with something and just fucking do the thing jeff (laughs) 
Time is a factor, Jeff. Like, how many people died because he's just, like, pussyfooting around and not just doing the thing? The only one that wasn't truly his fault was the judge in the end. Yeah. And it's like, dude, just get them out of the traps, and then if you're still mad at them, then just beat the shit yeah, out of them or something. I don't know. <laughs> like, why do we have to yell? Why can't you yell at them while you're getting them out of the traps? Why can't you do both? They're at your mercy in either way, so just fucking do it in the right order, man. Yeah, either way, like, you've saved their life if you got them out of the trap, so, like, yeah. What did you learn from Saw 3? Ooh, if you have a mentor, you should probably listen to them. <laughs> and not, as the saying goes, fuck around and find out. Yeah, they're usually trying to teach you things if they're your mentor. Like... He's in a hospital bed and he's screaming at you. Maybe you should listen. Seriously, he's like four times in a row. He's just like, hey, don't hurt that lady. He's like, Amanda! It's really important that you don't hurt that lady. <laughs> and she's like, I'm going to hurt the lady. I'm going to fucking do it. Like, because at one point, too, she's like, well, she's one of the best. That's why you chose her, right? And he's like, yeah, that's one of the reasons. Like, obviously, he had something up his sleeve. Come on. We've already talked that we're not doing the remake part because they're still producing these movies. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing really to remake here with Saw 3. What's our, uh, what's our subtitle? Ooh. Uh, alright, so this is a lot, this movie is a lot of themes about vengeance and forgiveness. So, uh, you could go Saw 3, forgive and forget. Mm. Uh... <laughs> Oh, oh, wait, uh, I got saw... one. I got one. What do you got? Saw 3. Slow and steady does not win the race. <laughs> I can see that on the poster. <laughs> That's perfect. Like... Saw 3. Turn the other cheek. <laughs> with a picture of his cheek taken out from yes, the Yes, with his torn out cheek. <laughs> what is that? Is this, um, this cover at the teeth? That's one of the posters, yeah, where it's like somebody's mouth and all the teeth are ripped out except for three of them in a row. Yeah, there's also, oh, there's also one that's a, it's an angel inside of a gear. Yeah, yeah. I think I saw another one that was like saw and then three saw blades like cutting three lines next to it. Yep, the one that I'm used to is the three teeth like hanging. Oh, yeah. This Halloween, he's pulling out all the stops. Tagline. <laughs> Except he fucking dies. He pulls out no stops. I'm There's also, nothing left. <laughs> I would also like to mention that as I'm reviewing these, I'm watching the unrated versions on Amazon, so if you then watch it and something's different, you're just watching a different version than I did. Man, what's in the unrated version of these movies? <laughs> I don't know, but that's what I'm watching, and they're the same ones I've always seen, so... I don't know. That's weird. Maybe they just... Fucking call them unrated on Amazon, just shits and giggles. <laughs> yeah, probably. So the first cover art, we've got the gear. The second, we've got the two severed fingers. The third one, we've got three lone teeth. Yep. They have to get so creative with these posters as this franchise goes on. <laughs> oh my gosh, I know. I I kind of like the creativity, but I'm slightly morbid. <laughs> Hey guys, how do we stylize the Roman numeral for six? <laughs> oh, Jesus. I don't know. Just make it out of body parts or something. That's a go-to. Okay. <laughs> it works. 
What's the one where it's just like a giant fucking statue of John Kramer? Oh, I don't remember. Is that Saw 3D? Maybe. <laughs> that was a weird one. I'm trying to look, but stuff is not loading as I would like it to. The only other thing on my list is recommendations in which I... Eh? I mean, if you watch the rest of the Saw movies, by all means. I mean, yeah, I, if... I mean, if you're a completionist, you're going to want to watch all of the Saw movies, but if you feel like you're not going to be able to stomach an entire franchise of this, getting to three is a good stopping point. Yeah. You've got basically as much as you need to know. Yeah. You know, that's... It's... Like we said, it could have been the end of the series in terms of storylines being wrapped up. Yeah, but I feel like they, it's... They found a way to keep it going. It's wrapped up enough, I feel... There's the the next important character doesn't their significance isn't made clear until part four so it's not like it's a thread left hanging in three right so next week's format will be a little different we're gonna go over four and five in the same episode we'll see how long winded I get or not long winded I get speed run we're gonna find out <laughs> it's listen I I'll try to give you as many tips as I got but it's it's you just gotta just muscle through it. And broad strokes the plot details. I'm gonna figure it out. You're gonna get, this is the trap, this is the next trap, and we're done. <laughs> you and our listeners could go back and listen to our previous October specials where we covered other horror movie franchises in full. Yes, that's a good tip. You can hear me try to explain four movies in an hour time frame. <laughs> Pete's very happy to be having a slight vacation. Oh, this is great. I just have to react to things for a whole month. I haven't had this much time off from talking in a long while. Mm. You do DM quite a bit. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Well, that's all I've got for this movie, Pete. All right. Well, it was another fun one. I can't wait to... I don't want to use the analogy like dive into the rest of the franchise because now I'm thinking about diving into pig guts. But here we are. I also don't want to say (laughs) dig into it either. (laughs) We can't use any metaphors when talking (laughs) about this franchise. It's all gross. It is. The whole thing's gross. So instead, I will just tell everyone listening at home, don't get too scared.